We're Suze and Meg. We've been friends for over 20 years and now we're 40. Join us on 40 Things at 40 as we explore this new decade of life. We've each made a list of 40 things to try and we're cheering each other on. Listen in as we chat about our adventures, getting older, and why pushing outside our comfort zone is so important. Welcome everybody to the 40 Things at 40 podcast. My name is Maggie Wren. Thank you for joining us. This is episode nine. Uh, today's date is Wednesday, May the 12th, uh, 2021. And with me as always is my partner. Hi everyone, this is Susan Shepley. Welcome back. Today we are joined by another amazing guest. We have Kate with us and this is a really cool episode because Kate just turned 30. Spent the last, you know, the history of 40 Things at 40 talking to people who are 40. And now we're going to talk to a 30 year old and learn about her experiences and find out all the good things that are ahead for Kate. So welcome, Kate. So happy to have us here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's super exciting to to be here and to be in the energy of Meg and Sue's. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's um, it's it's yeah, it's great to be here. So thank you for having me. Um, a bit about myself. Gosh, I so I mean, no surprise. I turned thirty this year. Happy birthday! Uh, w- thank you kindly. Much appreciated. Or two in pandemic years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's always that parallel now. Yeah, totally. Well, hopefully, hopefully not always that parallel. Not always, yeah. yeah. This year. Um, a bit about myself. I, you know, when I hear that question, I always go to my work first, totally. my identity as a, like, through work and as a student, uh, because I am a, a graduate student and, and coming to the end of being a graduate student, um, which is, you know, bittersweet, but also wonderful in so many ways. Yeah, and um, I know sometimes when when people talk about themselves, work is the farthest thing from them or school is the farthest thing. But for me, it does tend to be pretty central. I love learning. I love the work that I'm training to go into and about to start off on. So um, yeah, lifelong learner, trained to be a counselor. I'm also a, you know, a reader, a runner, a maker of food. Yes. Um, I love the food piece and the community piece that comes with making good food and inviting people to share, um, you know, at the same table. So um, I'm also a Diet Coke drinker. And I feel like that's <laughs> part, so. let's, let's all call, you know, attention to the, our drinks of choice. Uh, Diet Coke yeah. is a great one. We're more of a Coke Zero family, but I appreciate a nice Diet Coke. I respect that. I can mm-hmm. respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Suze, yourself? Oh, I like just straight up Coke. I'm a yeah. fan. But yeah. we're all in the Coke really? family. Yeah. We've covered the bases here. I have to ask you, Kate, what's going to be the first shared meal that you have? Oh. If for us to gather again. Yeah. Oh. Oh, wow. Hadn't even thought that far in advance. I, I, have, um, I have a book club that would likely be well a book club of three people that counts so so small enough to you know when things are safe but also probably i've been meaning to do uh well one of the things on my 30 things at 30 um involve uh barbecuing and having a meal with my family so perhaps combining those two uh or at least my parents nice 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, Kate, you were the one who inspired me to make soup. I don't know if you know this. You probably don't remember this. It was a long time ago. I want to say like just a sidebar. Um, I want to say it was like three or four years ago and you were really into making soups uh, and you were talking about how easy it was to make soup. And I was like, you're a teller of lies. It feels like witchcraft. Soup looks like something only grown up people make. Um, and, and I didn't feel like I had the talent. You told me, pull it together. <laughs> no, you didn't say that. You said it in a lovely way. You were like, oh, I think you can handle making soup. It's really not that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard. hard time. And I've never looked back. I took your advice and now uh, I love making homemade soup. And it was you who encouraged me to do so. So thank you, my friend, for giving me the gift of homemade soup. I mean, I think if there's anything people take away about who I am, I want it to be that. (laughs) (laughs) Soup and Diet Coke, that's all we need. Just covered her bases. I love this. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's oh. good. I don't know that I did know that. So yeah. thank you for sharing. Um, but yeah. no, soup is a staple, especially the winter months. And yeah. but you can you can you can find simple stuff. You can also go down a rabbit hole. I've yeah, gotten into some soups where I'm like, this is half my day. <laughs> yeah. I'm not into those ones, but I am into basic ones. Nice, nice. And they've been fulfilling soups. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, butternut squash remains my favorite. That's my favorite soup of all time. Decadent. It is decadent. <laughs> this is the soup chat uh, podcast <laughs> where we come prepared to discuss our favorite soups. All right, we're going to pivot a bit um, to a great question, which is, Kate, how do we know each other? How, how did the soup advice come into play? How did we all meet? Yeah, yeah. Soups Anonymous got together. <laughs> um, Meg and I would have met during my second year with uh, a student orientation program yep. um, back at, I want to say it was 2011. That sounds, oh, it, 20, 2012. I think it would have been because I think that was my first year. I think it was 2012. Okay. Uh, okay. You might have started in 2011, but I would have met you in 2012. Okay. That makes more sense then. Um, yes. Okay. So 2012. Um, yeah. Magical year and never looked back um have just met sue's today but i hope <laughs> the start of a long lasting friendship super no soup i um, see soup in our future kate i really do i think a soup picnic will be in order at some point that's that an amazing be... idea yes yep. <laughs> so when you two met then kate you were in your 20s i guess because that's almost 10 years early ago. 20s too. Early <laughs> 20s. so uh, tell us about your 20s how would you describe that period of your life Mm. Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, when you mentioned meeting Meg in 2012 and early 20s, my the first word that came to mind was rocky. It's probably yeah. a rocky time. A lot going on um, being, you know, away from home for the first time at university, uh, finally living in a city after growing up out in the sticks, uh, which was... Um, you know, nice for some, but I, I like having people close by, um, not like living with other people, but having people close by <laughs> and, and just exploring all the things that a city and being surrounded by their other folks with, you know, similar interests and, and like-minded people. Um, so certainly 20s, 20s were an interesting time. 
Um, I was very lucky in my teenage years to have a really good counselor. And so while my teen years weren't the greatest time for me and high school wasn't the greatest time for me, um, I was lucky to have good parents who, who got me good help. And so coming into my 20s was not only, you know, the wonderful things about university and finding what made me happy mm -hmm. and learning much more about myself and who I was, um, but it really, it really was the first time um, that I, you know, just, just felt genuinely happy um, for days, weeks, and eventually months at a time without right. trying, um, which was huge. That, you know, I think for some people that's a granted and that's a good thing. Um, but for me, it was definitely a fake it till you make it experience. And, and that came together in, in my 20s, in addition to meeting wonderful people um, who made my life better. Um, starting to travel, which I never thought I would do and was probably actively against. Oh, um, really? Actively against? How oh, come? yeah. Oh, yeah. I think like, I, I definitely had the mindset. My family just never traveled because there were six of us. Right. My parents plus four children, which, right. you know, is a lot. It's a lot. It's just a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but we just, we never did big trips. My my parents and their families had, had never traveled um, too, too much. Right. Um, and so it just, it wasn't one of those lived values that our, our family had, um, at least in the international sense. Yeah. And, uh, and so I just kind of always grew up thinking like, I have a grocery store nearby, I have people nearby, what, what else would I need that I couldn't find here? Yeah. And of course, in hindsight, there's so much more, so much more. But also, um, I think, you know, picking up uh, Spanish and wanting to learn Spanish. And that got me into my first trip um, as part of like a, a language um, seeking opportunity and um, I, the only, to be honest, the only reason I applied to go on the trip was I thought I wouldn't get it. I thought all the other, I, I thought all the rich kids would have we're going to get it. And then you wouldn't. Um, and then I wouldn't. And, oh. and, and then of course I did get it. And uh, it's like, oh, this is actually happening. And, um, you know, thank goodness scholarships and all that good stuff. But, and it, uh, of course, um, really illuminated some of my uh, more limited beliefs and, and really opened my mind to the world and different cultures and all, all the wonderful things about travel and never looked back uh, after that. And where have you been on your travels? Any, any standouts? Yeah, the, the first trip was to Cuba. And so Cuba will always be, have a spot in my heart. Um, I actually went back for, uh, for a later course and did six weeks of Spanish there. Right, um, I remember you saying yeah. that. Yeah, um, some good times in Cuba. Good times uh, in Cuba. Also picked up the language, which was, you know, <laughs> um, but no, you know, it was Cuba that really opened my mind up to travel. But since then, I've been very fortunate through work and school to have opportunities to travel to Trinidad and Tobago, um, to Poland. Oh, um, we got to talk I, about that. We were, we were this close, Suze. So, so um, I remember Kate and I, people, we were good people. Oh God. So there's, down, there's a program where I work, where staff members can apply to do service learning trips abroad with students. And Kate and I had both signed up for, and we're going to Poland. So we were going to do two weeks, the first two weeks of May in 2019. Yes. 2019. Yeah. Um, and we were going to take a group of eight to 10 students to Poland to do a Holocaust 
trip where we both learn about it, do some service learning in the communities, kind of get a sense of what it means in context. And so I was so excited. Kate's lovely, you know, someone you know to go on this trip. And then um, I found out that we were doing a funded IVF cycle right at that time. And so I didn't have a choice to, to delay. And, and so I had to make the decision at the very last minute to say, I can't go because I'm going to be doing IVF. And then um, it did not, uh, you know, pan out and talked about IVF, but it, we were so close, Kate, we were going to have a, a, this amazing experience and make even more memories together, if that's possible. But this is the way it unfolded and you still went and you still had an amazing learning experience. So I'm happy, but I'm sad we didn't get to share that together. I am too. I am too. Um, and, and, you know, two thoughts on that one. Um, it would, it, it would have been an awesome trip to go with you. Like you were, you were absolutely missed. Um, and that's not to speak ill of our other no! colleagues who step in, but she's, but amazing. she's not you. She's yeah. not you. Let's be honest. I'm um, special. See, um, so my, also around that though, I don't know if, if you know, or we ever talked about it, but, um, kind of a similar thing happened with my first alternative spring break trip. I was slotted to go, I was slotted to go with someone else and they also ended up not being able to go. Um, and so I went with someone else. So I, I think it's me. I am the person driving other colleagues away uh, yeah. from these trips. I mean, I we don't know that it's not you at this point. <laughs> it's the curse of Kate. Really. <laughs> Um, no, no. Um, yeah. Well, and the other piece I was going to add there too, is I, I was so glad, um, that we, we did take a trip with other colleagues and friends, um, shortly after that, a very celebratory life affirming trip. Yes. Yes. And I think that would, I mean, that would always be the right decision. I knew that, but, uh, we went to a beer festival, everybody. That's where Kate and I traveled. We went to a beer fest and we drank uh, all over the place together. And it was very special. We made other memories. (laughs) We we did. Well, and we, we also made matching shirts. We did make matching shirts. Yes, we did. God, to only go back. Do you know what that our only chance for that to recreate it before we go abroad will be in May of 2022. So let's hope things pull together, everybody. So there's an early chance um, at that point, but yeah, you did, you're right. And you know, all, so all highlights of my (laughs) twenties, like truly though, like they, you know, all the, all the good things were, were waiting for me. I also just had this weird sense of um, I've never minded aging. Um, and, and maybe this is skipping ahead too much, but, um, I just had a sense that 28, 28 would be a good year. Um, it was the year before the pandemic started. Uh, so, and 28 was a, was a wonderful year. Um, you know, got some of that travel in. I had work that was really fulfilling. I've always had really fulfilling friends, but just, you know, it, it all kind of came together. So my twenties overall have been really, really good to me. And it's been a lot of, um, you know, small goals, but, but achieving them. And, you know, a simple one is, um, you know, getting to live alone um, for financial reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of roommates and a lot of great roommates. My goodness, the shenanigans they put up with for <laughs> me, um, the stories they could tell, um, but also just getting into a place in my life where it's starting to feel settled and that I have a sense of control um, and a little bit of power in that. I love it. Which, which I don't know that we always feel that we have in our early 20s or late teens. So um, yeah, 20s, 20s have been good to me. 
the Roaring Twenties. Um, so you touched on this a little bit. How do you feel about turning 30? So obviously, it, it sounds like your 20s for you were a lot of growth, a lot of challenge in your teen years. You're coming into your 20s, growing into the sense of who you are, making connections, finding joy, finding happiness. And then as you approach the end of your 20s, finding autonomy, finding you know a, a little bit more freedom that comes with perhaps growing and working and, and developing and all of those things. So how would you describe, how did you feel about it turning 30? Yeah, I, yeah, no, I was fine with turning 30. Aging has never been a thing that's freaked me out. Um, I also don't attach too much mm. to aging. I know some people, you know, like milestone birthdays or things. I find I don't get really one way or the other about them. Um, so I certainly take the opportunity to celebrate um, I'm, I'm looking for any reason. And, um, Meg and I have a friend who takes days, weeks, months to celebrate yes. their birthday. Birth so, month. It's birth month. Birth month. Yeah. yeah. It, well, and I shouldn't say months. It's one month. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but one month. So try, you know, I do try and lean into it a little bit. Um, especially now too, that I'm not a student. I think during my university years, normally during university, you know, your birthday is a time. Yeah. Um, my birthday always fell during exams. Yes, it did. Or immediately oh. before. So that's fine. Uh, but also, you know, you then tamper back, but also, you know, it was, it was finding a happy medium. And I think, um, you know, kind of uh, not only coming out of university and being like, oh, we're all adults now and some people have to work. Um, it doesn't matter if it's your birthday, but also um, pandemic time. <laughs> um, I think, I think it was a good opportunity to um, one, lean into the like, yeah, you know what? I'm not heartbroken if if nothing big happens. I think that has served me well yeah. for lots of things throughout the pandemic, but especially the birthday and especially a quote unquote milestone. Um, but also I, I still celebrated. I, you know, because I had taken my birthday off of Facebook, I made sure to tell people in my life who I thought might not know, but would want to know. Um, I told my cohort so that I got, you know, my cohort celebrated me that day. And I had a lovely Zoom gathering of folks on a weekend night, um, just to, you know, favorite people that I brought together that I knew would be fun and lovely and caring. And, and we had a wonderful night together. Um, but, you know, I, in listening back to one of, um, I think it might've been the original podcast that you folks did. Um, but Meg, it was actually your birthday last year yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah, it was. You were, talking about, you were talking about your wine tasting. Um, and, you know, it was actually, that was the point where I, I kind of felt like things were going to be okay in the pandemic. Really? Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was early on. It was early on. It was early on. We, we didn't know what was coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I thought, you know what? Of course, I have the type of friends who it doesn't matter if we can't go outside, we are having a birthday. We are taking off one of the 40 things that we're, we're making this happen. We're yeah. going to show up. We will continue. We are resilient. We will celebrate. Um, and to be honest, I, I think that set a big, it set a really important tone for me. Um, and I think has really influenced the way that I've handled a lot of things, birthdays and other um, throughout the pandemic. But that it might have just been a 40 at 40 for you, but it was, it was like, oh no, I'll be okay. And I oh. have friends who are going to get me through. I love that my 
my celebration gave you that because, you know, I, there was something really special that happened that night. I don't know what it was about us together. Maybe it was all the wine we drank. It could have been. I mean, it, it gets fuzzy towards the end of the night, but um, seeing everybody together in the spirit of like, let's make this, let's enjoy each other and let's, and people we hadn't seen in a while because we were distanced and it was the novelty yeah. of like, we could see each other on screens, right? We had such a, I love the, thank you for saying that, Kate. Yeah. Makes me happy that it gave you something as well as it gave to me and, and showed me the community of support that I have, which was wonderful too. Yeah, no, and, and, and I think just again, like the, how do you feel about, you know, turning 30? I, like, I knew you had that for your 40th. I knew it was something I could ask for for my 30th. Mm -hmm. um, so like permission to still celebrate and get together and to not, I, you know, I think sometimes people feel like, oh, uh, because we can't do all these other things, we'll yeah. have this. And, and for me, it's because I have such awesome friends, I get to do this. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's not, second place or a, a makeshift I genuinely felt celebrated and connected um and I think that's also because I have such wonderful people that that help me feel celebrated and connected but no it, it definitely stuck out for me as like oh we'll, we'll be okay I'll be okay you'll be yeah, yeah. I'll be okay we'll all be collectively okay right from this from this experience I love messages I cried one day this is a full and then I, Susan, we'll go to you because I know we have another question. I cried driving home one day because there was a sign that just said, um, we can get through this and, yeah. and we're going to, it, it was something like either just a simple message. It was just on a marquee about a sign that said, we can get through this. And I was like, it, we can, like just that one sign um, just tapped into it for me. I love seeing uplifting yeah. messages like that. And we well, need those so reminders, right? We need to remember we're in community and we can help each other and, and that there will be something on the yeah. other side. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think I like in, in our friend group, I think we have a lot of really great organizers and I think that helps not forget, but then I, for me, turning it into, Oh, right. I'm an organizer. And there are other folks that maybe don't take on that skill set or don't do that piece. And so yeah. to pass it along as well. Yeah. And, you know, and, and not as a toxic positivity kind of thing, cause we're all going to have days where, it's not as okay it's, yeah. it's not going well um but to keep that going because yeah some days we need to hear it more than others and uh and my gosh we're still in it so keeping that going keeping it going, it going. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so Kate you've created your own 30 things list which is super awesome and exciting and I would love to hear more about how you chose what's on your list um, and if you can tell us a little bit about what's there and, and how it got there. I've seen nothing on it. You, you emailed it to us before we recorded, so I have no idea. So I'm really excited for this portion of the podcast. To be very honest, I gave neither of you much time to look at it. So no <laughs> disrespecting it. Um, yeah, no, well, and, and, and Suze, I really appreciated your list and, and Megan, your list as well, because I definitely look through it to, you know, to see, to get a vibe. And um, the other thing I took from other podcasts was that idea of, you know, when you hear a list, we do tend to think about shoulds. Yes. Self-help and like all these different things. And I can come up with that list in a heartbeat. Too. Of course. Um, but just that idea of, you know, making sure it was celebratory and based on wants and interests, that was really helpful. Um, I don't do that as much. So um, definitely took inspiration from the other lists and other things that I had, had learned about from your podcast. Um, 
I, yeah, it, it took a while. It took some pulling. And then yes. once you kind of get into a zone, you get there. Um, I think I surprised myself with a couple of them. Like I didn't realize that uh, I wanted to ride a roller coaster again. Haven't done that. Uh, When's the last time you would have been on a roller coaster? Grade eight. Okay. It's been so oh, well, maybe high school, maybe high school. Um, but it just, it was one of those things where I was always scared of it and assumed it would be the worst thing possible. And then you do it and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that it'll happen this year. Um, but, uh, or like one of the things I've been meaning to do uh, is cut my hair shorter. I've never had like a short, short haircut. Um, and uh, there was a TikTok, a TikToker who said the shorter a woman's hair is, the fewer expletives she gives and I, I I care so much right now but I would like to manifest that energy in my oh manifest um, not given not given a shit about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah just letting some cares go yeah um you know as long as we're not hurting anybody but I, I would like to manifest that also just I'm sick of buying shampoo yeah really fair hard. it's so much work I'm I'm very cheap, Suze. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever gets you by, Kate. I like this idea of just chopping it off. Why not? Yeah, yeah. And um, I think also just certain things where I guess coming back to that idea of like giving yourself permission to do them and doing them because you want to rather yeah. than it like builds your character or all these things we, you know, the, the should pieces. Yeah. Um, so like one... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just laughing that I put on, but like, I want to learn to identify birds <laughs> by like what they look like in their bird song. I, I, no, no use really um, beyond uh, knowing birds, bird, but it's like one of those things that I just kind of like, I, it's, I've been thinking about it for a long time, never done it. Uh, it, it doesn't gain me cool points. I don't think. Well, I'm going to tell you, welcome to your thirties because <laughs> I think Meg and I both noticed a significant shift with our friends and yes. I've joined the bandwagon where there's a bunch of us that have become bird watchers and one of our good friends she and her husband have the bird book I think in their kitchen and yeah. they're always on the the lookout so oh. thing. it's it's a thing yeah yeah I also had co-workers who had um either geography degrees or like environmental kind of things so we would go on lunchtime walks and they would be lifted and I mean I love that. And even just like the connection to nature. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it, it's almost like being, knowing your neighbors. Yes. Kind of feels, you know, I can picture you with this oversized hat with your, yep. I know it's, and then you feel odd when you do care, but then you do care. And then you just go, you know what? I'm going to roll with this a little bit. When I was younger, I would have shied away from it, but now leaning into it. Well, and I think there's a momentum to to making a list like this where, you know, a, a to-do list, um, I don't know, I, just by nature, that can be so less motivating. Yes. Whereas a list like this, like you say, celebratory and, you know, a little, just so much lighter. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there were other things. Oh, one... <laughs> which I don't know, I'm sure people would critique, um, but I, I wanted to designate refuse to read times. Tell us. Say more. Yeah, yeah. Say more about that. So love books, love books, love reading. Um, sometimes I do. I do feel a little bogged down. 
um, and you, you know, commit to 20 different books. I have been known to not read the book for book club, which is not received well. <laughs> Thank you, Suze. Um, and, and so I, I just kind of thought like, yeah, you know, I'm going to make them, I, I want at least one month this year where I refuse to read. I'm not at even all. Like I'm just, yeah. Well, I mean, Oh, I, you have to read things for, for work and school for work. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I won't like refuse to see letters anywhere, right. um, especially when driving. Um, Safety but, first. <laughs> but, it, but, you know, this idea of, yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm not even going to pretend to read for a month um, and not feel bad about it. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. It's it, very but, liberating. Yeah, I think what you can take away from the experience, right? Like, there's a reason you put it down because you're obviously recognizing that maybe it's a habit or something you've always done and and wanting to have a different perspective. I think that's, yeah, I think that's amazing. Just like the idea of coming back to books after that. Like, Mm -hmm. I love books. I should say I'm not anti-book or anti-reading, but just that, you know, when you feel like you're forced into a book or, or reading it, you know, on a timeline or things like that. It's a different experience than, than coming to it honestly and openly yeah. and well-rested. And also graduate school has just taken most of the glow out of reading. Um, uh, so that- I was saying to Meg when we were talking about book clubs, because I never belonged to a book club until this year. And I think the big reason was because I just had to read so much for so many years And it really is only recently that I've even started reading for pleasure again. And that's going on well over 10 years, which is a bit embarrassing to admit, but it's true. No, well, and hence the designate refuse to read time. We should not have to be embarrassed or explain ourselves. Sometimes it's just not the time. Um, But it's, you know, but I do love it. I, I know I love it. I love a good read. I have friends that make excellent recommendations. Um, but just that permission to, to not, and it felt like something that needed to be on a list. Um, because otherwise, I don't know, it feels dirty. It feels dirty right. talking about it. And now you need your book club to listen to the podcast so you guys can be strategic. About be like, not, she's put it out there, everybody. She's not doing it. Please see my podcast for yeah, more information. Yeah, yeah. Listen, um, to the, listen to it and you'll hear why. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was fun. And I guess it was also more, um, the list was also more diverse than I expected it to be. Cause like, I'm, to be honest, I'm a pretty simple person. It doesn't take much. I am fine with a diet Coke, uh, an apple and a pillow. That's my day. I could live in, live in the dream, live in the dream. Um, but then to, again, like to sit and take time, um, like I, I enjoy cooking, but I've never actually barbecued. And barbecue, whole world of cooking. Yes. Um, so I, I figured buying a barbecue was probably not as responsible. I, I live in an apartment, slash I've never barbecued. <laughs> it's uh, a big leap. I feel like that might be a big leap. Big commitment. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, just barbecue something tasty. Um, I feel like my, my dad is probably a good coach for that. But something, again, I don't, you know, unless I had made it a point to put it on a fun celebratory list, I, yes. I think that would be something I'd, you know, get to 50 and be like, I still haven't barbecued. Yes. 
there's a lot of things on my list that I was like, I can't believe I haven't done that yet. Like shoot a t-shirt cannon. No, that's organic. Like that's, I just have always wanted to, but, or my sister talking about wanting to go up on a hot air balloon, right? Like I I love the idea of picking items that are, you know, sort of this back in your mind, like, oh, that's cool. I'd like to do that. But then Mm. we say it and then we're on to something else. Right. And I, I love the intentionality of saying, no, no, I want to make that happen because I'm curious to see, even if it like goes horribly wrong, like when I tried to cross country ski and then I was like, this is terrible. Why am I doing this? Now I know I haven't glamorized it in my head. I don't have an inflated sense of cross country skiing as a beautiful thing anymore. Yep. Yep. No, and it could have been awesome. A for effort. Yep. Um, you can't save it though. No. Uh, <laughs> no. It's, if it's awful, it's awful. It just um, wasn't for me. It wasn't for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and um, with the like, there were one or two where I was like, "Is this more of a like should or yeah. kind of like a self?" You know, um, like I've been meaning to take many, many photos and many things off Facebook. I would love to one day not be on Facebook or at least not have a ton of information on it. Well, the um, only people who are on it are um, really it's the it's the forties to sixty year olds who've taken over it. So you're probably yeah. safe in terms of who, who's viewing it. <laughs> wait out time and the younger generation will be like. Fair, yeah. fair. No, well, and, and even just the idea of um, for a long time, it was where I kept my photos. Yes. Um, and so that's part of, that was part of my, Interesting. Um, I forget where it is, but just like do photo books for my trips. Um, but also my cousin, my cousin makes photo books for her trips. And I, I made one, I made one. Um, I have one of Sue's back to your question earlier. Um, I, I went to China in 2018. That's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just a small trip to China. Ch- small um, hop, skip it a jump. Hop, went for a week, quick week. <laughs> um, but my best friend lived there in Beijing and we took a weekend trip to Shanghai and, um, and so I, that was my test. I, I was like, you know, the China trip wasn't a ton of pictures, but one of my favorite people, one of the coolest places, uh, two cool cities. And so I made that photo book. It sits on my, um, my end table. And honestly, every time I look at it, I smile. Oh, and nice. it's been such a warm reminder. Um, I mean, I probably won't visit China very soon again, uh, cause it's forever away, um, and travel bans. Um, but you know, holding us back. Um, but just seeing that and having those memories, amazing. And I know all of my other travels have done that for me and would remind me of different awesome things. So as much as it's related to, I don't know how I feel about Facebook, having my information and photos, it's also, this brings me so much joy and reminds me of fond people, fond times and, and, you know, revs my engine for future travel. So, um, yeah. There's something to be said for those tangible, you know, things that we can hold and have our memories tied to. I love that photo book idea. One thing I noticed on your list was that you mentioned your interest in learning about basic car maintenance and basic bicycle maintenance. Can you tell us more about that? Love to. So with basic bicycle maintenance, when I, when I turned 19, I knew my parents wouldn't buy me alcohol. Uh, so I put in a bike instead. Um, so you could bike I, to booze. Yeah, I see. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Bike. But it's yeah. Not- yeah. No, but yes. Um, <laughs> no. So um, I so I would have turned nineteen when I was still in residence, 
at university. And so I knew I'd be moving out. London, um, I, I'm, I call London home, um, not UK London, so yeah. smaller London, but, um, but it, it tends to be a bike friendly city, has bike trails. And so I thought, you know, as I'm moving into the city out of residence and off campus, what a cool way to get around yeah. uh, in addition to a bus pass. And I always enjoyed biking. Um, so they bought me a bike for my 19th birthday and I still have that bike. It is aging well. Um, however, needs some, some maintenance and repair. And uh, I'm not always, excuse me, I'm not always the best person for that maintenance and repair. So um, I had actually signed up for uh, MEC. MEC had a basic bike, bike maintenance for April of last year. Oh I man. Just paid and got my receipt uh, probably about a week before lockdown happened. And then bike bike 101 never happened. But it's still on my to-do list. Um, and and same with the the car maintenance piece. I, in hindsight, I would have loved to have taken an auto class in high school. God, yes. Right. And how are those just not a, a regular offering in life? Um, but uh but yeah, no, both super important things. I imagine are also not as mystical and <laughs> complex as I imagine. I mean, I'm not building a car um, yet, but just the basics, just yeah. the basics. Like um, I'm pretty sure my windshield washer light has been on months at this point. Haven't filled it. Um, so just... like that would fall under that category. <laughs> An interest, but also possibly a need. <laughs> Well, why can't you? Because you could go through another 10 years, right? Of saying, oh, I should do that and then not get to it and, and adjust just fine. So part of it's that push, right? It is. And and coming out of school, like knowing that my, my coursework ends and um, can settle into work and just have a nine to five job and then have time afterwards. Yeah. Um, like I, and I know that sounds kind of boring in terms of bike and car maintenance, but like, I actually enjoy those things. I love being able to do things with my hands to feel accomplished and, um, and, you know, just, you know, that sustainability piece that if something goes wrong, I could at least kind of have a sense of what to do. And um, also, I, ma I imagine my dad would be part of that process, uh, at least on the car part. Nice. Um, so some some connection in there, too. Well, list. it is. And I'm sure Susan and I are in the same wavelength. We could talk to you for eight hours um, because, but uh, it would be that only the true, only the truly dedicated would stick with us on an eight hour episode of, of it. But it's been just a, a delight to have you on and to see you. And then for me to also reflect like, God, we've intersected a lot um, over the last 10 years that we've known each other really, or 10, well, since 2011, 2012, like it's, we've, we've had that. So it, thank you, but thank you for coming on. Thank you for being our 30 year old to do this, uh, especially because it's not in your wheelhouse and to push yourself to do something new. Um, and hopefully if you're okay, we'll post your list and, and make it available so people can use it as inspiration for their own list. But um, I know that I'd love to have you back on and just touch base in a little bit and sort of see how your list is going and what you've tackled and what you haven't and what you're excited about and just sort of get some, some updates from you if you're, if you're okay with it. Yeah, I would love to give updates. It also is great motivation to to make a couple of them happen yes. in addition to that. So no, it was, and again, thank you both for having me. It's, uh, it's 
always a delight to talk to awesome people such as yourself um, and other people who are doing lifts. So thank you for the opportunity. If you want to know more information about our list and see what we're going to be tackling this year, we'll put the 40 Things at 40 Facebook link in the show notes.